welcome back to the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast. Here on December 11th, 2017, thank you so much for listening in. Got two really great interviews on the show today. Dan Kaplan and Phil Crown, both these singers, really excited to have on the show. Great interviews for both. First up is Dan Kaplan. Kaplan just released his brand new single, Two Fingers. Really great song. I recommend you go check out the music video. It's definitely worth a watch. He also was featured on Macklemore's album, Gemini, on two songs earlier this year. Interviewed him about that and much more. Here it is. How did your latest single, Two Fingers, come about? Um, I was in a studio in East London um, with a guy called Frank Colucci. And um, we just we just started sampling um, from this old... Um, old vinyl and then we just started right we just started, started talking about you know um stories of people i've been seeing and um yeah we just kind of we just wrote it from that mm-hmm. um go oh, ahead sorry carry on carry on me no you, you can go um and then and then went in with, with a producer called two inch punch he's done like a lot of stuff he did a rag and bow man's human um and some of the sam smith stuff and he kind of put up pulled it all together and made it sound like it is exactly i mean i love the sound of the single and the thing i like about it most is that the story changes and kind of flips during the uh, course of the song i thought that was cool yeah i mean because you always see i mean like if you listen to a lot of uh, r&b or hip-hop songs it's always about a guy kind of like being the boss man and you know sleeping around and it's like you know nowadays that's I mean, I don't think it's ever been true. I mean, there's people get screwed over and screw other people over just as equally as much, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, I liked how there's that duality in it, that kind of, you know, showing that it, happen- it happens on both sides and that you kind of were a little bit vulnerable in it, showing that, you know, it happens to everybody, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that's the thing. Like, I played it, I mean, I played it to my friends before and equally guys and girls are both like, yeah, yeah, that's happened to me. Yeah, that's happened to me. Yep. It's like, yeah, universal. Yeah, that's what I really liked about it. Another thing I thought was cool was your music video. I thought it had a cool concept to it. Uh, how did you come up with that? Um, so it, with all my with all my covers of my of my singles and EPs, kind of had the same theme. So me and the guy who who did it is a guy called Tom Cotton. Um, we were like, look, let's kind of let's not go for the out of the standard kind of. You know, a lot of UK artists kind of do party scenes and street, and like they have no real like concept to the or like relation to the video, mm-hmm. um, to the song. Sorry, so like we were just like, look, because the songs are based on stories. We're like, let's let's let's, you know, let's storyboard this and make it into a proper like, you know, um, like walk, like you follow follow the story along. Um, but so, yeah, it was it was fun to make, man. Like I I didn't even tell him about the the two girls, Tina and Alice. Mm-hmm. I didn't say about anybody I dated. I didn't tell them about how they looked. And the girl I'm seeing right now looks like Tina, exactly like Tina. The girl, the first, the first, first Tina. Yeah. And and the girl I used to date looks like uh, the girl in the second one. So yeah, I got I, I got some phone calls yesterday, just been like, hey, I was just like, oh, whoops. Oh jeez, oh, that's not yeah, it's not good. But I mean, I I think that's cool how you storyboarded it because you know I have a lot of background in film and. I thought I loved how you're able to follow the story from beginning to, to beginning beginning to end. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing because because it's so wordy and because like I've I mean I've got I've got quite a thick London accent. Like I mean it helps people to follow the, follow the lyrics as well. Just mm-hmm. kind of like you know I mean like we're all nowadays kind of need to be visually and or uh, like 
and and just be, we need to be satisfied in every way. So to keep to keep someone's attention for the whole three and a half minutes, you got to like you know you got to pull all the stops up. Exactly. Um, you know, you've mentioned the, the UK scene. How is the how has you know being a London musician inspired or affected you? I mean, the thing is, like we, we've we're such a hub right now. Um, cause, because I mean, obviously like there's the, the rise of grime, but like, you know, you can, you can go, you can go a full year of doing sessions, writing with other artists and, and producing everything else. And you can, you can not work with the same person twice every day. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people out here right now, which is great. Um, but you know, I mean, okay, it's, it's, it's growing up like we, you don't get that many happy songs coming out of London because, yeah. <laughs> because it's a, you know, it's a smoky, polluted dark rainy town mm-hmm. so like we lot there's a lot of you know there's a lot of you know there's a lot of attitude in our music and yeah. i think that comes across like you know the la tunes you can hear that kind of happiness i mean when i went to la i was writing loads of happy tunes because the sun was shining and it was palm trees and shit exactly yeah exactly <laughs> you know yeah like exactly like um I, i've loved the grime scene that's one of my favorite you know hip-hop scenes right now so but yeah like you said a lot of things dark and dreary i've, I've been to london only once before I think I was there for three days, and it was like the first time in like a three-year period that it didn't rain for three consecutive days. So, <laughs> so I got I got lucky, but you know that 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 alone could, should tell you something about the city. Yeah, you might no, you're lucky with that. Yeah. <laughs> I must have been away. Like, it's, it's 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 one of those. I mean, like I I wouldn't change it for the world, but like you know, it's I mean, it's like also if creatively, like we're because because so distant, we're kind of. The, like the writers and producers I work with are kind of we're all quite separated from the industry stuff, so we kind of just get to get go along and just write and do what we want to do and then give it to the labels and then they kind of do their thing and like and they don't really interfere with like the songwriting and stuff, which is which is great really. Do you feel like you have more artistic freedom being over there in the in uh, England rather than an American artist? Um, I think I think it's different. I mean, like you know, a lot of. A lot, you can see a lot of American artists now are kind of staying independent. I mean, look at the Chance of Rappers, um, uh, Joe Badass, like those kind of guys, like, you know, and they they have full creative. I mean, it's like, I mean, like, I mean, I did work in a different world. Pop, pop, I think pop worlds and R&B soul worlds, we have way more freedom out here to say what you, what we really think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, one of your, one of the, one of my favorite albums actually that came out so far in the second half of 2017 was, was Macklemore's Gemini and this, one song I loved off of that was Intentions. How oh, did, thank you, man. Yeah, I, I loved that from as soon as it came out, and uh, being able, uh, getting a chance to interview you, I was really excited. So how did that all come together with Macklemore? Um, so he, I got introduced to him. Um, we're, we're both on a uh, – I can't really – I'm trying – because I have to be careful about what I say because it's – but we we were, we were both working on a song for another artist, mm-hmm. and so we and so he heard my voice off that, and um, I got a phone call from a manager, and he was like, um, "Macklemore wants to call you now." I was like, "Oh, oh, fuck, okay, cool, sweet." <laughs> like, yeah. And I spoke to him, and he was like, "Hey, man, like, like I love your voice. I heard you start like the song together. We got. He said it sounds good, and he's like, I've got this. I've got this. You know, I've got this idea." And he's like, I've just got the verses. I haven't got the chorus. So he sent it, sent it over to me. Like I was in, I was in my my studio at home in Brixton, and um, you know, the first that first line, I want to be sober, but I love getting high. I was like, yep, that's, <laughs> that's, that that rings a lot of truth with me. Um, 
And yeah, no, I, I think I just I, it took me it took me maybe like a half an hour, forty minutes. Wrote the, wrote the chorus and I sent it over to him, and then um, he called me back like like an an hour or two later, and he was like, right, I'm gonna fly you over to Seattle, which was which was sick. So like, so yeah. yeah, two days two days later, I was on the flight to Seattle, and we went over there, and then we just wrote, we wrote we rewrote the, the chorus a bit, and that was done. And then whilst we were there, he was like, he was like, let's write another song. And then we wrote the other song on the album called Miracle, mm-hmm. um, which was yeah, it was it was great. It was it was I was literally in in uh, Seattle for like forty hours. Jeez, that's yeah, a quick turnaround. <laughs> Mate, it was it was a serious. Good. I spent more time in airports than I actually did in Seattle. And to go from London, a rainy city, right to Seattle, and then back to London. I mean, did you see any sun? No, 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 no. I think I saw some sun when I was flying like through Texas. Oh, okay, <laughs> just, just wanted to check. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Macklemore, he's one of you know one of the most established artists. What did you learn from working with him on songs? The, the thing that I think the most important thing that I got from it is like he's just so direct with his shit. Oh, sorry, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, you can swear. So okay, so I'll, I'll try not to swear too much. <laughs> um, he's, <laughs> no problem. He's so direct, like. You know, with every song, within the first, you know, three sentences, you know exactly what it's about, and it's so clear. Um, and and you know, he's he's really like he's he takes his time over his lyrics. You know, he's like he's not like you know a lot of rappers kind of just throw it down and that's it. Mm-hmm. But like he's just so he's he's so well considered. Like he considers everything. Like that's I mean that's the main thing I got from him because like I I'm I'm a kind of write a song, bang, that's done, move on. But you know he like really like he just you know just think over like thinks about everything like it's it's he's an incredible he's like oh he's one of the talent, most talented people I've ever worked with mm-hmm. like um, yeah but no no he's just he's he's just just um, getting the getting the point across really early in the song yeah I could I could imagine like you said with that one song with that with the intentions you know I want to be sober but I love getting high it's right from the beginning it grabs yeah. you um, yeah it's like it's like right got so, it. Yeah, exactly. So now, following this release, your song Two Fingers," uh, what are some of your next plans? Um, so I've I've literally just got back from the studio, um, working on the next single that'll be coming out uh, February March. Um, I've got a song coming out in January. I can't say who it's with, um, but it's with it's with a quite a big artist. It's there's four there's three big artists. It's, it's a duet. Um, me and a girl, a female artist and a rapper. Um, so that's coming out, and then I kind of just I've honestly like just kind of see what happens with that sort of stuff, and then and then plan from there. Well, the, pro- the problem with music industry is you don't you don't want to plan too far ahead, or else you know because things change so quickly. Exactly. You, you know, one second you were you were just sitting at home in your studio, and then the next second Macklemore's calling, and you're in Seattle, basically. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just like that. So, exactly. Sounds like you got a lot of cool stuff. Can't. I love your song Two Fingers. Really like the music video. Can't wait for more stuff to come from you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Dan. Mate, thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Big thanks to Dan. And remember, go check out Two Fingers as well as the video for it. It's definitely worth a watch. Next up is Phil Crown discussing his debut single, Pick Up the Phone, his work as a producer for the likes of Kodak Black, The Weeknd, and more, and his debut EP, Desert Sun, which is coming out early next year. Here's my interview with him. What gave you the idea for the video of your debut single, Pick Up the Phone? Well, to be honest, uh, 
I had just seen so many like unoriginal ideas, like boring music videos as of recently. And I was sitting down with my director and my director was talking about how he had just went to Japan a little while ago. So I was kind of brainstorming that. And one day I was just playing the song and the video just started playing in my head. And I was like, yeah, we got to make this video in Japan. It has to happen like that. Yeah, I mean, I think the setting was perfect. It was a crazy video. What was it like shooting that? It was really cool, man. It was um, like as soon as we as soon as we touch down in the city and you see these neon these like crazy neon lights, it kind of just you know set the whole mood of the video off. So once we got there, the people were amazing. Um, you know, my director Damien is a maniac, so <laughs> he pretty much makes any um, any video really fun to shoot but um yeah i mean everybody was great so like it made it really easy to shoot the video it was awesome yeah i mean i, I saw that setup and the, the neon lights especially just kind of jumped out at you from that screen it was it was an awesome setup you got you had there yeah i'm not i'm honestly not like i'm pretty surprised that uh like that kind of idea hadn't really been used for you know some sort of music video before especially with just like it was really easy to shoot in japan not to mention, like, how nice the people were. Everybody was super accommodating. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, I just had a family member that went over to Japan recently, and that's the one thing he had to say was that, you know, even though it's kind of like there's a lot of people there, you know, he went to the city Tokyo, um, there is, you know, everyone's nice over there, and it was just a really awesome environment. Yeah, it really was. It really was. I actually I plan on going back sometime soon. Hopefully I won't be shooting a video. I'll be able to actually, like, enjoy it. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems like a nice place to go. Um, I want to talk, talk about your career a little bit. Over the past several years, you've been producing for other artists. Uh, what did you learn during that time? Um, you know, I'm still, I'm still producing for other artists now. I mean, uh, you know, for instance, we're working on, like, some Kodak Black music. We're working on, you know, but we're working on a bunch of stuff right now, and... I think one of the one of the things that you learn the most just from working on other people's music is that you know that you know that you're not just doing it, you know, up to your standards. You have to work to other people's standards, which sometimes can be a lot higher than uh, you know the lowest expectations. So you you learn to you you learn to uh, perfect, you know, your craft. Mm -hmm. You learn to uh, you know be better than just the average. So that's probably one of the biggest things that I learned just from working with other people. Is there, is there a specific genre that, that you've been producing for? Uh, I've, done a, I've done a lot of hip-hop. Um, some of the people that I work with um, got pretty big into, like, pop music. So, like, some of the, uh, you know, Lunch Money Lewis's and some of these guys that I've worked with before, Ben Billions. You know, it's, it's, it's been a mix of, like, the in the middle. In the middle. So, you know, the weekend and whatnot, these... These guys are kind of like somewhere in between hip hop and and um, R and B and pop. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's that interesting space right now. I think because I'm, I'm a big hip hop fan, so I understand that kind of like R and B, but it's it's still hip hop, but it's like that blend of it. I like I like that sound. I mean, that's that's where music is going today. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. you have you have so many different genres of music, and people these days don't just listen to one one style anymore. You know. They listen to country, maybe, and maybe they listen to pop music, or maybe they listen to hip hop. Hip hop, but they also love, you know, R and B and pop music and 
I mean, it's just a it's just a crazy um, it's a crazy world in music right now, but I love it. Yeah, it's a, everyone's kind of all over the place, which I like. Um, what made you want to release music on, on under your own name, your own music? So originally, I had started out and I was working with a um, a producer out in Seattle, and we were working on my music actually. And when um, I eventually ended up down in the Bay Area, which is where I'm at now, down in Oakland, um, we started working with um, this like these like, these kids. They're you know 17 years old, 16, 17, 18 years old, um, and we were producing their music, and that was like all hip hop and whatnot. And I was producing them for a little while. And anyways, they they just kind of like fell off, decided they didn't really want to work anymore. So from there, I was like, you know what? Like, I've just, I've just made all this music and I was just feeling really inspired. So, uh, you know, I just started getting some of these producers we were working with. Send me some of the beats, send me some of this. And, you know, I'm working on the production, working on the vocals. I'm, you know, I write all my own music pick all the, the tracks, put them all together. So it just kind of came organically, really. Mm-hmm. What's it like to be able to be, you know, you said write your own music, you're so involved in production. What's it like to have kind of a hand in every single part of a song? So originally when I got into doing music, I didn't have, you know, that hand in it. And I realized that the music that I was making wasn't really mine. It wasn't, you know, my you know, full vibe. So there'd be certain parts of the song that I didn't really like, or there'd be certain parts of, you know, the writing or whatnot that I didn't really like. So, you know, it took some time to step back when I started working with these other guys. And then to finally just go into a studio, all I have is a beat and an engineer and maybe like, you know, uh, you know, a friend of mine or exec producer or whatnot, just go in and just tailor the entire beat, write the entire song, make everything myself it was when I kind of came into my own and I realized, you know, okay, yeah, I could probably, uh, I could probably do this, man. Yeah. yeah de- definitely. Um, so you have your upcoming debut EP, Desert Sun, coming out next month. What should we expect from that? Uh, I think, so this is, to me, this is like a blend. This is not just like one style of music. You know, I, I hear a lot of these, um, you know, these EPs of these like um, albums, and what ends up happening is people will, they'll find a sound, right? They'll find like, oh, this is my single that I want for this EP, or this is the single that I want for this album. And then they they try and tailor the entire, you know, sound of the project to this one thing. And then it ends up, like, you end up with a single or maybe two singles, and then the rest of the project falls flat. So what I did was I, I kind of wanted to round out the sound a little bit. So I got, I got a little bit of you know, 80s, there's kind of like an 80s, 90s vibe in there. I got some more, like, updated, like, new age type sounds. It's a little blend of everything, really. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a a pop EP. So you're going to get me pretty much singing, lots of big hooks. And, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for it to come out. Yeah, perfect. That sounds awesome. Um, I was a little interested in the name of it, Desert Sun. Where did you, what, what does that mean to you? So, uh, Desert Sun actually came from the idea that, uh, so, you know, Jesus, before he went out on his, um, before he went out on his, uh, uh, ministry, he spent 40 days, 40 nights in the, in the desert. When he was out in the desert, he was tempted. And it was for me that 40 days, 40 nights has been, you know, moving out to Oakland. So 
uh, I was doing music before, but it wasn't really clicking. So I came out to Oakland. I've been working out here with all the people that are out here. I spent all my time away from family, friends, all these people. And I was able to like hone my craft and learn, you know, what exactly it was that I needed to do in music to be successful. And so now that I'm like releasing my, you know, EP and soon to be album coming up in the next like few months, this is like me reemerging from, you know, my time as like a 40 day, 40 night Sabbath type deal. Well, I like, I like that connection and I'm certainly excited for it. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks a lot, Jackson. I appreciate your time. All right, looking forward to Desert Sun, your debut EP coming out next month. Also, check out the video for Pick Up the Phone. Thank you for coming on. Thanks again, Jackson. Have a great day. A big thanks to Phil for coming on to the show. Remember, check out Pick Up the Phone, including the video. That's a really cool video as well. And look out for Desert Sun dropping soon. That'll do it for this edition of the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast. Remember, this comes out every Monday, directly following the radio show on 107.9 FM WRML, 6 to 8 p.m. Monday nights. Got one more episode before Christmas break. Excited for that next week. Already in the works for some cool interviews. Two people I think I've I've had on the show before, and you're going to like hearing them again. So look forward to that. Also, check out the Jackson Neal Music and Sports Podcast in the same feed as this on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Check out past episodes of the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal Podcast with all the great interviews I had in the past a couple of several months, actually. Going to be approaching a year in March 2018. Excited for that in the new year. Follow me on Twitter, at JacksonNeal20, to catch updates as to who I'm interviewing, links to all my podcasts that are updated throughout the week, and just thoughts I have throughout the day. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you all next week.